Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. It is a rainy night in Georgia, people. It is a rainy night in uh, Georgia tonight. We are live today from Midtown, Georgia. It's October 31st, 2009. It's Halloween. It's, um, wow, if you don't have to be outside tonight, don't go outside, I'm telling you. Um, it's just an absolute honor to be before you today. Uh, each week uh, I come to you, I, I do not take this moment lightly at all. I appreciate each and every one of you for, for tuning in to creating a championship standard of living every Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is, again, a true honor, and, uh, um, and I don't take you lightly. I love you and I appreciate you. But before we go any further, before we go any further, I want to do something dynamic. I want, I'm going to turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for today, and that's a move of God. And that when I speak today, I thank God that his glory comes forth and that, that his kingdom comes in the lives of those who can hear and receive the message that on today. People, this is just, like I said, it's going to be a dynamic show. Uh, tonight's topic is the courage to be yourself. That's right, the courage to be yourself. Um, there's a lot of people in life who are uh, who are fighting battles. Uh, one battle in particular uh, of self-esteem and, and, and trusting who you've been called to be. Well, after today, I believe, with our guest that's coming on also, I believe that you'll have a blueprint to change that whole dynamic, and you'll be comfortable in your own skin, and you'll be able to, to be who you've been called to be and move in, in a dynamic flow. So before we go any further, um, again, I think... Like I said, I don't take you for granted, people. I I absolutely adore you. I love you. I thank you for continuously supporting the show and continuously coming back and continuously telling people about the show and continuously telling people about what it is we're doing here. This is some dynamic stuff we've got planned here. We've been together now since February, and let me tell you, this has been an absolutely um, absolutely dynamic thing for me. I I wanted to do this because, like I said, this is a labor of love, and I do this from my heart, and the, re- the responses that I'm getting are just overwhelming, and I want to thank you again, uh, like I said, for tuning in every, each and every week. Download the podcast. Email this link to friends. Tell people that the show exists. And also, I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think about the show. You can email me at miles at mileswmiller.com. That's M-Y-L-E-S at M-Y-L-E-S, W-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. And I look forward to testimonies. I look forward to complaints. I look forward to anything that you have, to, any feedback you got about the show. I look forward to it. And also, I want to address something before we go any further. Also, we had a little incident last week on the on the air, and I want to talk about this very briefly because I'm not going to give it any attention, too much attention. Uh, and I just want to address it. We had an incident on the um, show last week where a, a caller called into the show and heckled the show. I, what I want you to understand, people, is that whenever you're doing something dynamic. You're going to you're going to irritate the enemy, and people. Obviously, we're doing something dynamic because we get, we irritated the enemy last week. Um, we had a, a show dedicated to um, to the ladies called "Young Lady Arise." Well, since we ruffled the dander of the enemy so much, we're going to go back at that show again. We're going to do "Young Lady Arise" part two next week, and I got a power pack lineup for you. You'll hear more about it in the upcoming week, but. Be, stay tuned. We're going to do some dynamic things. Also, on um, 
November 3rd, November 3rd at 6.30 p.m. I will be interviewed on um, Live Now Radio with uh, Tara C. Hodges, um, looking looking for a dynamic, dynamic, dynamic turnout, a dynamic uh, message that we're going to discuss that we, uh, we're talking about encouragement. Um, also, Tara is going to be one of the guests next week on uh, Young Lady Arise Part 2, along with uh, April Mason, Karen L. Donald, and recording artist Melanie. So stay tuned for some dynamic things there. But before we go any further with the rest of the show, the meat of the show, I want you to get ready for what we got for you. I want you to just expect something dynamic. This is going to be, like I said, this is going to be a dynamic show. I want you to expect something dynamic for yourself today. Expect something dynamic for yourself today. Expect something dynamic for yourself today. I can't say it enough. I'm excited just talking about it because the, the lesson I have planned for you and the interview that we have planned for you, oh, my God, this is going to be something dynamic. So be expecting something dynamic to happen. So we're going to do our envisioning. We're going to do our envisioning training. And what I want you to do, we know that it is important in life to have th things that you're passionate about. It's those very passions, those, those very things that you're passionate about that will and allow you to endure any how that is required for the attainment of your desires. So in understanding that, I want you to open your mind up, open your spirit up, and to receive what we have for you today. First, and f first things first, I want you to envision the ideal, your ideal life on an IMAX screen. I mean, as big, as bold, as wide, you can see great details. I want you to imagine what your life is supposed to look like because you have the authority to do that. Imagine what your life is supposed to look like. I want you to, uh, to fully embrace and imagine what your life is supposed to look like. If there's a certain car that you want, there's a certain place you want to live, there's a certain um, area in the world you want to be right now, there's a certain thing you want to do in your career, I want you to see it, imagine it, embrace it. Look at it on that IMAX screen. Look at yourself if you want to be a motivational speaker. Uh, see yourself mo you know, on, on the stage motivating crowds of people. If you want to be a writer, see yourself at a book signing. You know, things like that. Just get your mind working. If you want to be a parent, see yourself hold, holding your children. If you want to be you know, a, a spouse, whatever the case may be, see yourself doing that thing and see yourself doing it dynamically. Now, take a look at the, from, from side to side, just paying the view. Look at yourself doing this thing dynamically. Now I want you to fully embrace the emotions and the feelings that you get from that picture. And I want you to hold on to it. And I want you to hold on to it. I want you to fully embrace it. Fully embrace what it feels like to be successful at what it is you really want to do. Okay, now with that in mind, I want you to repeat after me. I want you to repeat the following affirmation after me. I completely receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now I completely receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now I completely receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now I completely receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now I completely receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. 
I receive all of my divine good, free and unfettered right now. I completely receive all of my divine good, free and unfettered right now. Well, people, I want you to continue to see that vision, continue to hold on to those emotions, continue to say those affirmations over and over in your spirit as we continue forward with the show. Each week I've, I've been doing something different. I want to play an inspirational song. This is a song that, that's near and dear to my heart, and I want you to sit back and, and enjoy it and, and let it minister to you, and we'll be back.
to you just need to remember that I know you can't figure it out because I know For that moment, that was um, I Know the Plans I Have for You uh, by Martha Menizzi. A lovely, lovely song and very, very um, timely for what we're talking about today. Um, I'm going to give you our presidential wisdom for, excuse me, not presidential wisdom, I'm going to give you the divine intervention for this week. You know, each week I give you a, a, a scripture from the Bible. Um, basically, not to just to give you a scripture, but also to give you something that that can really sink into your heart and, and really motivate you to move forward and know that the divine presence of, of, of God is with you and also that you weren't just put here by chance. You were put here to do some dynamic things and also that God knows who you are. These, I mean, each time I do this, it's, this you know, it, it's, it's, it's a multiple purpose, multi-purpose uh, task, multi-purpose assignment for these scriptures. So I want you to, to really grasp these scriptures because they're intended to do some great things for you. So this week's divine intervention falls right in line with the song. Uh, it's from Jeremiah 20, excuse me, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. I'm reading it from the Amplified Version of the Bible. And it says, For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. That's from the Amplified, Amplified Version. I'm going to read it from you for you also from the King James Version or the New King James Version. And it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. In other words, we each and every one of us has a purpose on this earth. Each and every one of us has been put here to do some dynamic things. And the thoughts that God thinks about us will always supersede the thoughts that anybody else may think about you. 
although you may be going through a trial in your life right now, you may be going through some low self-esteem issues, some confidence issues, maybe even depression, maybe even suicidal thoughts. But know this, that God thinks great things towards you. He puts you on this earth to do some dynamic things. So don't, don't be in despair because things around you may not seem like they're going the way you want them to, or they may not be going the way you, you would expect them to go. But always understand this, God knows the thoughts that he thinks towards you. He thinks thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end, to give you a favorable outcome. So keep that in your heart. Keep that in your mind as you move forward this week, as you you know listen to the show live, as you listen to this podcast. Remember that God is thinking great thoughts towards you, and you have to line up with what he's thinking about you. So with that said, I'm going to go and I'm going to read for you today our presidential wisdom. You know, each week I give you a, a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. Um, this week's quote, is a, a repeat, but I like it because it's, it's still dynamic and it fits the, the mood of today. And it's, it reads, if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. Again, I'll repeat that. If you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. If you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. And that's this week's presidential wisdom from our, our 44th president, President Barack Obama. Now we're going to move into a, a moment of the show that I, I really, um, I really like these moments. Now this is a motivational moment. It's a, a snippet from a, a previous show where uh, we just, you know, we highlight it and, and we use it to ignite you on fire. So. Stay with me, stay tuned, listen to the motivational moment, and I'll be right back. First and foremost, I want to set the table. Um, my belief of, of success, success is truly about uh, pursuing what our divine creator has intended for us to be and intended for us to do and intended for us to, to you know, be a part of. I think a lot of times you see people who are, who are floundering in life, it's because they don't understand what they've been intended to do or their purpose. I'm always, you know, this last, the last couple months, I've been really big about purpose and how to help people realize their purpose because I understand firsthand that when you don't understand your purpose, as Dr. Miles Monroe you know, said so eloquently, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. I want to get people from, I want to help you get from that place of abuse to a place of, of thriving, a place of living, uh, you know, an ultimately good life, a life, you know, that people, other people around you would want to emulate. I feel like that that's also another factor, another uh, component of success. Success is, is living a life that's worthy of emulating. Um, there's nobody, if you go to a prison cell right now, I can almost guarantee you, unless there's something dynamic about somebody in there, that none of those people in there are living a life that I want to emulate. 
and even still, even if they are that dynamic, I still don't want to emulate their life because I don't want to be there. I don't want to know where they ended up. So, success is having people, having a life that you can be proud of, a life that, that your children want to emulate, and, and, and your friends see your life and they want to emulate as well. Um, also, what people don't, another thing people don't recognize is that success will require work, but so does failure. I'll say it again. Success requires work, but so does failure. You actually have to work at being a failure. You actually have to, it, because the universe, the way God has designed the universe for us, we're designed to win. We're designed to thrive. We're designed to be the head, not the tail, the first, not the last. So, in order to not succeed in life, you actually have to go against everything that's been stacked in your favor to not succeed. Hello, and we're back. Um, just a, a, a like a quick shot in the arm of, a, of, of motivation. I wanted to do that with for you. Um, we're going to get started with our lesson today. Our lesson is going to be um, the courage to be yourself. But there's something I want to, in having the courage to be yourself, I'm going to use a, a, um, an analogy, if you will. I actually wrote an article that I'm going to publish uh, later in the week called the the um, excuse me the analogy of a screwdriver the analogy of a screwdriver I'm going to publish this this article later in the week but I'm going to give you the gist of it now to set the table for the lesson um, a screwdriver is a dynamic tool a screwdriver is an absolutely dynamic tool the screwdriver the purpose of a screwdriver as I've you know defined it in, in, in my studies of, of being a, a mechanically inclined individual, I know a lot about tools. I know firsthand the, um, what a screwdriver can do. The the purpose of a screwdriver is to effectively and efficient. Excuse me. Let me take that back. I want I want to start back from the from the beginning. I want to read it to you like this. I want to say it to you like this. I'm gonna give you the purpose, but I want I want to do this. I want you to imagine a screwdriver right now. It can be a Phillips head, it can be a, a slotted or a straight head screwdriver. I want you to imagine it right now. I want you to see a screwdriver in your head. And I want you to think about maybe some things around the house that where a screw may be loose or a screw needs to be tightened. And I want you to think about what that screwdriver is designed to do. I want you to see it before I tell you what the purpose. I want you to see it in your mind. What is a screwdriver supposed to do? Okay, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. What is a screwdriver supposed to do? Now I'm going to read you the purpose. I'm going to give you the purpose that, that I've defined for a screwdriver. A screwdriver is a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. I'll repeat that. A screwdriver is a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. I'm going to drive it home this time. A screwdriver is a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. That's the purpose of a screwdriver. That's why a screwdriver is made, for the fastening and unfastening of screws. Now, in that screwdriver having a purpose, it also has utilities. It can also be utilized in other directions. For instance, in addition 
in addition to the purpose of a screwdriver, in a, in a, in a tight spot or in a pinch, a screwdriver can also be utilized as a key. You know, some of us have not always been on the right side of the law. I'm, not, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Um, it can be used as a weapon. It can be used as a door hinge. It can be used as a letter opener. It can be used as a paint can opener. It can be used as a digging tool. Anything that you, your imagination can come up with as, as a, an alternative use or utilization of that screwdriver, it can be. And all these things make it a very versatile tool. But one thing has to be always in the forefront of your remembrance. See, I've, I've owned lots and lots of tools over my lifetime. I've, I am really handy with tools, so I understand the value of a tool. The truth of the matter is that through all of its utilities, the purpose of a screwdriver never changes. Through all of its utilities, the purpose of the screwdriver never changes. So, as it is intended at its creation, a screwdriver is still a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. So I know you're still with me, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to drive this point home. As you heard in the motivational moment, I read you a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe, which states that where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. And that's, that's the problem with the screwdriver being so useful is that if it's left in, in that place of utilization too long, the intended purpose of the screwdriver can be damaged or completely destroyed and even aborted. I repeat that. If you utilize the screwdriver for anything other than its purpose too long, you run the risk of damaging it, damaging it so that it won't be used for its purpose again, that you, you run the risk of completely destroying it, you also run the risk of completely aborting the purpose that it was intended for. So with that in mind, the analogy of the screwdriver, put yourself in place of the screwdriver. You were purposed to do something dynamic in this earth. And in a, in a, um, a pinch, you can be utilized to do other things. I'm a dynamic speaker. I'm a dynamic coach. I'm a dynamic writer. I'm purposed to be a, a motivator, an encourager. In a pinch, I could be a DJ. You see what I'm saying? You, you see where I'm going with this? I can do other things other than my purpose, but I'm purposed to be a dynamic motivational expert to help you create a championship standard of living for yourself. That's my purpose. Everything else is, is a, a bonus. So let's go back to the screwdriver for one, mo for one second. A screwdriver is a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. But if it's, if it's not 
allowed to perform in its purpose and you continually overly utilize it in other areas that it wasn't intended to do, let me show you what you run the risk of doing to that screwdriver. If you use the screwdriver as a key, as a weapon, as a chisel, as a digging tool, you run the risk of damaging the head of that screwdriver. If the head of the screwdriver is damaged, you virtually aborted its purpose. If you use it as a door hinge too long, guess what? Opening and closing the door can stretch and, and change the, the internal strength and, and integrity of the screwdriver so that when you get ready to, to apply torque to turn a screw, it'll, it'll, it can either break or just turn in your hand. If you use it as a paint can opener, you run the risk of bending it so that you can't get the torque on, on a screw ever again. For any other thing that you run that you 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 try to utilize the screwdriver as, you run the risk of aborting the purpose that it was intended for. The purpose of a screwdriver is to effectively and efficiently well a screwdriver is a tool that is effectively and efficiently equipped and engineered to fasten and unfasten screws. That's the purpose of it. That's what it was created to do. Now I say put yourself in place of that screwdriver. How many people are carrying so many different things that they're doing right now that is not really their intended purpose? I know I've been doing it myself. I'm doing a lot of, I'm wearing a lot of hats. Some of those hats don't do not perpetuate or fulfill my destiny or purpose. So everything that you do Everything that you're, that you're doing, that you're a part of, that is not perpetuating your, your destiny, that is not helping you fulfill your purpose, it has the potential to damage, to, to, damage your, to damage you, to completely destroy your purpose, or even cause you to abort it. Let me repeat that. Anything that you're connected to right now, anything that you're doing right now that is not perpetuating your purpose, and it's not taking you to the, the fulfillment of your destiny, is, is potentially damaging you, completely destroying you, or causing you even to abort your whole purpose, your whole reason for being, your reason to So I'm going to give you five steps today to give you the courage to be yourself so that you can fulfill your purpose and walk out your destiny. Step one for having the courage to be yourself Step one, accept God's view of you. Accept God's view of you. Accept God's view of you. You hear me say this a lot because this is one of my core beliefs. You know, I don't have time to go back to, to Genesis 1 to read this to you, but we were created in his likeness and image with the instructions to rule and reign the domain that we were given. That's dynamic stuff, man. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but to me that means something more than just me appearing and just doing stuff. Everything I do now has to have a purpose. It has to be the purpose of ruling and reigning and taking dominion. So I know that as a writer, I can rule and reign and take dominion. I know that as a motivational speaker, I can rule and reign and take dominion. I know that as a motivational expert, I can rule and reign and take dominion. 
But when you put me in other areas that I'm not so skilled at, I run the risk of completely aborting my mission. What are you doing right now that's, that, that is not allowing you to rule and reign and take dominion? Because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to rule, reign, and take dominion. So whatever you're doing right now that, that, that's not allowing you to rule and reign and take dominion, I highly suggest that you willingly let go of it. Because if you don't willingly let, let go of it, you run the risk of aborting your mission. And that is, that is without a shadow of a doubt, that is a, a major failure. I'm here, to, I'm here to help you create a championship standard of living, and I want to see you succeed. So, like I said at the beginning, let open your heart up to what I'm saying. Open your spirit up to what I'm saying because I'm going to give you some dynamic stuff. Step two, to have the courage to be yourself. And I'm actually going to pencil something else in because I had something else written here. I'm actually on the fly now. I'm going to pencil something else in. Step two is have the courage to say no. Have the courage to say no. Have the courage to say no. Uh, last year sometime, my dad was in the hospital, and he got he was being bombarded with questions from family members, doctors, uh, all types of people coming and asking him questions about his health, his, his, his future, what are his plans. And my father... It got annoyed with everybody asking all these questions, so he just started saying yes to everything they asked. But it put me in a really bad position because I was placed in my dad's – my dad placed authority in, in my hands to make sure that he that his uh, medical needs were handled properly. But what he didn't realize was that he still had the authority to say what he wanted done. And every time he said yes, even though it was something he, we, he and I had talked about it, that I knew he didn't want. It gave them gave doctors authority to do things to him that he didn't want them to do, and it made my job harder to go back and and correct the things because he had just gotten frustrated with people asking him all these questions. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so he just starts saying yes to everything. But one thing I always tell people: if no is the correct answer, then say no. If you don't feel like going somewhere, then say no. If you don't feel like doing something, then say no. If you don't want to go, look. If you don't want to get in the car with a drunk driver, then say no. If you can't convince him to give you the keys, then don't go with him. Say no. If no is the correct answer, then no is right. If no is the correct answer, then no is the is correct. That assert that that allows you to assert yourself as being able to to make decisions that perpetuate your destiny. Because I tell you right now, getting in the car with a drunk driver is is idiotic. Being on the road with a, a drunk driver that you know is drunk is idiotic. So why would you say yes to a situation that you know has the potential to destroy you? So if no is the correct answer, then no is the answer that you should say. Step three, celebrate and appreciate your uniqueness. Celebrate and appreciate your uniqueness. Celebrate and appreciate your uniqueness. We got a guest coming on later in the show who's going to talk about um, celebrating your uniqueness. In fact, that's one of his quotes. So I'm gonna let him. Uh, I'm gonna let him let him bring that because he can bring it better than I can. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my spiel on it right now. Each and every one of us was created in the likeness and image of God, but each and every one of us was, each and every one of us was created to do something different. Each joint supply of the other. So in understanding that, I wasn't called to be Michael Jordan. I wasn't called to be Tiger Woods. I wasn't called to be Barry Sanders. 
I was called to be Miles W. Miller. And you've been called to be who you've been called to be. And everybody else has been called to be who they've been called to be. And although I admire Michael Jordan, I can tell you right now that it's virtually impossible for me to do what Michael Jordan does on the basketball court. Virtually impossible. And that's knowing my own limitations. But I celebrate me for being who I am. I, you come to me for motivation and encouragement. You come to me to get the blueprint to help you get to that championship standard of living. You come to me to help you realize your dreams. You come to me for for dynamic works of, of, of literary art. Those are things that I dominate in. Those are things I, that's, those are areas I rule, reign, and dominate in. And I celebrate that. I thank God for that. I thank God for that every day that he, he's given me th- th- these gifts and he's allowing me to operate in them now. I, don't, I, I do not, by any chance, by any stretch of the imagination, am I jealous of, of, that I don't have Michael Jordan's ability to fly through the air or that I can hit a, a golf ball like Tiger Woods or that I, you know, I don't worry about those things. I can play golf pretty well. Basketball's never been my sport. I've always been a football and baseball guy. So in understanding that, I thank God for the gift that he did give me. And I appreciate that gift. And I, I honor, I, I praise him for that. I, I, I honor that gift that he's put inside, those gifts he's put inside of me. And I, I do everything now I can, that I can to, to further actuate those gifts, to continue to use those gifts, to, to utilize those gifts, versus, you know, looking at Michael Jordan saying, man, I wish I could do that. No. You can be Michael Jordan in the area you've been calling Michael Jordan in. In other words, be the best at whatever it is that you've been called to do. I remember I was on a show uh, two weeks ago on J.L. Godfrey's uh, Make It Happen show, and he had uh, a guest, David Bridgeworth. He said that Michael Jordan basically channeled his greatness into that area. He's great, and we see his greatness channeled in that area. What I'm telling you today to do is to be great. You are great but challenge in the area that you've been called to rule, reign, and dominate in and, and expect dynamic stuff to come to pass. You mark my words on this. If you, do, if you can do that, you never have to worry about inferiority. You never have to worry about, you know, God blessed this person but didn't bless me. If you channel that greatness that's inside of you, that champion that's inside of you, and use it and channel it towards the area that you've been called to be great in, the area that you've been called to rule, reign, and dominate in, you'll never have a reason to feel insecure, depressed, or anything. Because actual, the actualization of your gifts, the actualization of your, of your purpose, causes a lot of things just to burn off. It causes a lot of things to, to never affect you. So keep that in mind. Step four. Step four, affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. Affirm yourself. Affirmation is, is dynamic. See, faith comes by hearing. So whatever you, whatever you hear yourself saying a lot of, you start believing it. It starts creating momentum in that direction. So if you have an idea to do something, for instance, we go back to the beginning. I always have you to envision what your life should look like. Because if you keep envisioning it long enough and you keep feeling those emotions and you keep confessing that, that your divine good is coming to you free and unfettered right now, guess what happens? Your mind, your ears hear that. 
And your mind is so powerful that it will not allow itself to go without that which it believes it deserves. And the moment you continuously say it, your mind believes you deserve it. Anything that you feel like you deserve, you will have it, whether it's good or bad. If you feel like you deserve abuse, you guess what? You'll see more and more of it. If you feel like you deserve to be treated like a king or a queen, guess what? You'll see more and more of it. That doesn't say to lord over people. That says to see yourself in a regal way. You, you, you're going to attract more what's in your mind. You're going to attract more what you see in your imagination. So you, you need to really get a firm grip of that. So I, I quote scriptures a lot. I quote I, – I come up with um, – dynamic uh, quotes, and I just I repeat them a lot because I know every time I hear it, it does something to my spirit. It does something to my mind. It does something to, to the way I think. It does something to the way I process information. It, it changes the whole dynamic. It changes things. It creates faith. Faith creates momentum. And you always want momentum in the direction of your desires and not against it. So step five, and I'm going to make this a two-for-one. Step five is to express love to others in their uniqueness. Express love to others in their uniqueness. It's a two-part um, step. Express love. The second part of a two-part step is to challenge anything that you fear. See, the opposite thing of love is not hate. It's fear. Fear opposes love. Love casts out. Perfect, God's perfect love casts out fear. So if you can, can go and affirm somebody else and you can go encourage somebody else to be who they've been called to be, guess what happens? Any jealousy, any envy, any strife that you may have towards that person, you cancel it. You just challenge it. Fear is, is, is one of those things that's a great paralyzer. Love is a great lubricant. It, it, it'll, it lubricates the machine of life. If you... When you pour an abundance of love on something, things happen. See, God is love. When you pour love on it, you're pouring God on it. And in this fourth quarter comeback that we're, that we're mounting right now, you need the supernatural. You need to connect to the supernatural. We all need to connect to the supernatural because a lot of us, like I said, are coming. we are experiencing things that – or not experiencing things that we should experience. But in order to make this comeback, in order to make this resurrection – we have to connect to the supernatural, and you do that with love. Love is the, is the, the greatest commandment that we, that we have. Pour love on everything you do. Pour love on your, your neighbor. Love your, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself anyway. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, you would never want to see your neighbor fail. You would never want to see your neighbor sad. You never want to see your, your neighbor grief-stricken. And in, doing, and in pouring out love, you challenge anything you fear. Anything you fear, challenge it with love and see what happens. So... With that said, I have given you a blueprint. I've given you the blueprint for how to be, for how to operate in the courage to be yourself. And before we go into our interview, I want to, I, I gotta, I want to play another motivational moment because I feel really strongly about this, and I'll be, we'll be right back with our our featured guest.
like I said, today is a day of new beginnings. And I want you to understand that the things that have happened to you to, from this point forward, up to this point, are for a reason. And to, to kind of bring it home, what I'm, what I'm telling you today, I'm going to give you a quick crash course and a physics lesson. Um, I'm going to teach you about vector physics today. Um, vector physics basically is like this. Vectors describe motion and momentum, and they also describe the magnitude and the direction of, of, of an object in space. Okay, for instance, an airplane would be charted by, by way of vectors because it has, it has magnitude and it has direction. Well, these things are always measured over time. Now, whenever time is measured, time is measured from zero to infinity in the going towards the right, which is the positive direction, which means it's always increasing. Time is always increasing. Whenever you see a graph, time is always increasing as far as, you know, vectors are concerned with, with like the motion of an airplane, for instance. The, the, the direction of the vector is charted according to where the, the position of the plane is at, at a certain time. So if the plane is just taking off, the vector is going in a positive direction, both in magnitude and in time. Well, when the plane is landing, it's a negative vector because the plane is coming down, but it's still, you know, the time is still increasing. So, how does this apply to your life? We're going to talk about the absolute value of your life today, and we're going to we're going to compare your life to a vector. Your life has magnitude, which means it has speed, and it has direction. A lot of things may have happened up to this point that may not have been the way you want them to be, but we're going to chart this vector anyway. The absolute value of any vector, whether it's a negative vector or a positive vector, the absolute value of that vector is always a positive result. It's defined in, in mathematics, mathematical terms. You'll see um, an equation and there's two bars around it. There's a bar in the beginning of it and a bar in the end of it. What that would that denote is that that's the absolute thing, that you want to take the absolute value of this particular equation, this particular function. And what that tells you is that basically this is how far away from zero this function is. Well now you've been living, you've been you've been born, you're in the earth, you're no longer at zero. So, as I told you earlier, you know, time is increasing. Time is always increasing. The truth of the matter is, people, that when you take the absolute value of your life, the, the result is positive. I'm going to say that again. When you take the absolute value of your life, the result is positive. So, let's go back to Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And then even going back to Genesis 15, 20, for as for you, you thought evil against me, but God made it for my good. I got a shocking revelation for you people. If you love God and are called according to his purpose, the vector that describes your life, the magnitude of your life, 
states that all things that have happened to you, that are happening to you, and that will happen to you are working together for your good. People, everything that you experience in life has worked together for your good. That's why I tell people, don't get bent out of shape over things you're going through. Don't let what you're going through stop you from where you're going to. And we're back. Um, it's with great honor that I bring our, our guest to the show. He is um he's been on the show before. He's a, a dynamic young man. He's uh, a self branding expert from uh, Houston, Texas. Uh, he, he's appeared on my show before. He's appeared on uh, JL Godfrey's Make It Happen show, and he's he's basically just a a dynamic person who's energetic and whose energy is infectious and it causes people to want to smile and without a shadow of a doubt i want to bring to the show our self-branding expert for today mr ronald wilshire from houston texas hello ronnie are you there uh yeah I'm, uh, can you hear me miles yes sir we can hear you very well well i don't know what else there is to add after that i've been listening to the whole show i guess we can close up and go home now <laughs> <laughs> you did an excellent job as usual. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I, I give God the glory for that. I just even having you on the show is it, it. I'm bringing you on the show because there are a lot of people who need to hear about celebrating their uniqueness, and and that's one of those, one of your your like key quotes. And I wanted you to just ex- express how you feel about that for the people now. All righty. Well, uh, first off, a couple of things. I like the young part that you mentioned, but uh, I don't know about the expert part, so I'm going to get that straight. <laughs> I am an expert at one thing, Miles, as you know, and that is being me. That's yes, really sir. all I know how to do, and I'm still trying to perfect that. But, uh, you know, as I look back through my life, um, you know, we always are told to fit in, fit in, fit in, and I never was good at fitting in but I always was the most comfortable when I was allowed to be who I am. So, uh, as you know, I have on uh, Twitter, I have these little things called note to self. And um, uh, one of the ones that, uh, like you, all good things come from above. So when I have these things float through my mind, I just kind of tweet them out. Yes, sir. Um, But I put, uh, develop the courage to be who you are and become your own competitive advantage. If you stop and think about this, Miles, uh, you and everyone else is in a very, and me, we're in a very unique position. We have very unique talents that nobody in the history of the world has ever been endowed with. Yes, sir. And you start understanding how powerful and how uh, beautiful really that is, uh, you really don't have any competition. I always say I don't compete and I don't compare. Why? Uh, because there's nobody else out there like me. Uh, now, the little caveat to that is, as I tell people, I do have a genetic duplicate, and uh, most people know that's the, that is an identical twin. Uh, but it's, it's, it's really funny. There's probably not two people more different in the world than me and my twin brother. Wow. So it still goes to show you, even that we have the same DNA profile, 
yet we're very, very different individuals. So as I was listening to your show here, I was making some notes, and uh, you talked about Michael Jordan. Uh, you talked about Tiger Woods. Yeah, they're very good at being who they are, uh, and they're better than you at it. And right. they're better than me at it. But there's one thing that you can do better than Michael Jordan ever could, and that's be Miles Monroe. So we're Miles Miller. You equal. <laughs> we're all equal. We're all perfect spirits. I mean, even our founding fathers, what did they say? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created uh, pretty much alike. No, we're all equal. We're all perfect spirits. So when you understand, I tweeted something out the other day. It said, uh, uh, we're all still trying to figure this thing out called life, so relax and enjoy the party. Uh, we're all in this together, and we all have the same uh, desires, wants, needs, fears, right? Right. But when you understand... The ability that you have to be who you are is your competitive advantage. And when you understand that ability and that talent is the absolute key to you living your destiny, then it kind of puts a little different spin on things. Right. Right. So what would you say to someone, Ronnie, who's um, they're battling maybe an inferior, inferiority complex? They, they, they're trying to, so hard to be just like somebody else. And it, it seems like they're just not getting the, getting the clue that they're dynamic themselves. What, what well, kind of I, I'm sorry, Miles. Uh, I always will say that if uh, imitation is your goal, second best is all you can ever hope for. Wow. Um, you're never ever going to be like somebody else. Uh, that's not what you were born to be. You were born to be. You, and as you said earlier, when you embrace that uniqueness, when you celebrate your uniqueness, that is the key to you living your destiny. So I always tell people, number one thing that you have to do is, is identify your passion. What are you passionate about? Uh, I also uh, talk to people a lot about, uh, you know, there's this book I read one time on Gelion. It's called The Good News. Most people refer to it as the Bible. Okay. There's this uh, man in there that was sent down to the earth, and uh, he came, you know, for he so loved the world that he gave, right? And right. you know who I'm about, Jesus of Nazareth. If you stop to think about it and you ask yourself a question, did he have an agenda, would you say? No. What did he have? He had a purpose. He had a purpose. It's very, very different. There's a lot of difference between purpose and agenda. I put out a note to self the other day. It said, passion will keep you focused when agenda begs you quit and go home. Wow. So when you identify your passion and you know why you're here, I mean, you read the history of the life of Jesus of Nazareth. And there's a lot of times that he had the, all the power in the world. He possessed it. He could have called help at any time and said, man, I'm out of here. But see, his purpose kept him focused. Wow. He knew what he had came to do. So when you understand your purpose and why you're here, it really will set the power of the universe in motion. Now, I always say my thoughts set the power of the universe in motion. I have the power. The secret is you are the secret. So if you understand that, I think one of the ways to understand it and getting over that inferiority complex that a lot of people have is to understand your uniqueness and understand that your unique talents, uh, or your talents that you have are unique in all the world. 
think about this, Miles. There is a large number of people out there that only can be affected by Miles W. Miller. Yes, sir. Nobody else in the world can say anything that will move them except you. See? So when you start understanding why you're here, your talents, you keeping them boxed up, you keeping them uh, uh, pinned down and not using them, are you doing me or anybody else a favor? Not at all. Well, you're actually doing us a huge disservice. Now, I want to talk about, you also mentioned earlier, God is love. Oh, what a perfect, perfect example. I'm not into religion, as you know. Yes, sir. But I am very spiritual. Yes, sir. And when you understand God is love and you start talking about love, and I like the things you had to say about it, uh, perfect love casts out all fear, false evidence appearing real, my, my best uh, favorite definition of fear. But when you stop to think about love, love can only be duplicated uh, or can grow and be duplicated if it's equal with itself, okay? If love is above itself, it's idolatry. If it's below itself, it's pity. The only way love can grow is to be equal, see? So when you start realizing why were we created, I think Rick Warren had a big book on this uh, about uh, finding your purpose and your passion. We were created in order for God to have something to bestow his love upon that it could grow. Now, I am not God, and I realize that, but I am a God. I'm created, as you said earlier, in the image and the likeness, the okum kedoksa of Christ, the image and the glory. So if God is a creator and we're created in his image and likeness, what does that make us? We are creators. Every thought we think, every word we speak is a creation. See? So when you start understanding the power that you have, then I think it does a lot to do away with that inferiority complex you're talking about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> again, dynamic stuff. I knew, I knew you would uh, deliver on this one, um, just bringing home some points. <laughs> um, what are some tips that you would give to the audience uh, for, to affirm themselves? You know, not so much to, to pump themselves up falsely, but to, to affirm themselves in love to move forward in their purpose? Uh, well, the first thing I would do, uh, Miles, is to, as I said earlier, find out what you're passionate about. Uh, and to make that a little more uh, tangible, I say take out a piece of paper and write down your perfect day. If finances were not a problem, what would your perfect day consist of? I'll give you an example. I was uh, talking to a lady um, during a, a session that we had. This lady is in a certain company that sells a certain product, right? right. And that's really what she talks about uh, when we go to networking meetings, when I see her and things like that. But I sat down and started talking to her, and I really quickly realized that that wasn't her passion. She had been about four years ago in a car wreck, and that car wreck had uh, killed her husband and totally and, and massively injured her. Wow. And it was a miracle that she was still alive. And uh, it was a, a drunk teenager. Wow. And when we started talking about this, I could see her eyes light up, and she literally just became a different person. And so I told her, 
that's your passion. It's very easy. You should be going all over the United States and literally the world talking about to, to groups of teenagers about this. You're a walking miracle. I mean, I get chill bumps thinking about it right now, Miles. So what I would suggest is sit down and identify your passion. What would you do even if you didn't get paid for it? Right. Once you start identifying your passion, your passion will lead you to your destiny. See? And that's what I, I – it all requires, though, a um, – you have to start thinking different. Right. You have to change the way you think. Does that, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Be transformed by the renewing of your, uh, renewal of your mind. You know, we have to. A lot, I think what that that's, that how I take that is the mind of Christ. People, when we accept that 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 mindset, that the mind of Christ is is it was what created the universe, and we have access to it. We have access to change our very worlds by the, think, the thoughts we think. We not only have access to it, we are a part of the process, Miles. Right, right, right. If we're created in the image and the likeness, we are a part of that omniscience, of, of that omnipotence. We are a part of it. And I think the big issue and the big problem we have is we never realize the power that we possess. It never comes home to us. I mean, right. if you had $10 million in the middle of a bank in Beverly Hills and you didn't know about it, it'd be just like not having it, wouldn't it? It's just like not having it. <laughs> See, so you have to be aware of what you have. You have to be aware. And people all the time talk about, well, Ronnie, I just, you know, because we've been told our whole life you've got to fit in. That's not important. You can't make noise. Well, I go say, I say go out and celebrate that uniqueness. See? Right. Don't fit in. I mean, it's, it's hard to be who you are when you're running with the crowd. I mean, if you go back and study the life of Christ, he was anything but a guy that ran with the crowd, wasn't he? Right. Yes, sir. He was always anti-establishment. He was always questioning authority, see? And so I, I think that's what we're here to do is to go out. I always say go out and add value. I call it the ultimate equation. Added value plus pure intent equals divine prosperity. What does that mean? I'm here to help. I have no agenda. Why? Because I know my purpose. And if I do that and I go out and add value, what is going to come back to me? Divine prosperity. It is a natural law as, as, as strong and true as gravity, see? So I would suggest that you go out and start developing that. What is my perfect day? What am I passionate about? Passion is very attractive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you, you, you definitely, again, you've painted a, a great picture here. For the, for, and, and I think now we have a blueprint a viable uh, model to, to use here. Um, in you, when I think of the word progress, and I was going back to um, the presidential wisdom from earlier in the day, it, which stated, if you're walking down the right path and you're willing to keep walking, eventually you'll make progress. Uh, this is from Barack Obama. How does a person stay passionate to stay on that path towards progress? You know, it's a difficult question, uh, Miles, because um, people, you know, always, and you probably get this too, I have people all the time, and you sound like Tony Robbins, you sound like Joel Olsen, you sound <laughs> like, well, no, I'm not those, I'm me. Right. So when, when I get a question like that, I always ask, who motivates the motivator? See, when it's all said and done, it all comes back to you, see, 
Right. You, the, the secret is you are the secret. I don't know how to keep you motivated. Right. I know how to keep me motivated because I focus on my purpose. Why am I here? I'm here to give a voice to people that don't have the courage to speak for themselves. Yet. Yet. And then when they see me, what's the three best ways to teach somebody to do something, especially a child? Example. Example, example. See, who you are is so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. See? Right. Most people don't understand that. They go and do things, and they preach another. Right. I think your life should be the example. See? You can correct something. You can't correct nothing. See? So go out there and start doing something. You've heard... Uh, I think I I, I may have seen one of my notes to self. I put uh, action creates energy. Well, we've been taught to believe it's the other way around. No, get into action, then you'll start developing that energy. But you also have to keep focus on your passion, see? And when you do that, it really, uh, you don't have to be motivated. I don't don't sleep hardly, you know? Right. Because I know what I'm here to do, see? I'm very well identified with my passion. Wow. And my purpose, see? So, wow. does that make sense? You, you, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, it, this, these are the things that, um, like I said, again, I, and I say this to the audience, I bring people on the show who I know are going to give you dynamic tools that you can instantly apply. This, these are things that you can instantly apply. Uh Ronnie, I, I hate to do this. We, we're, I only had you on here for 20 minutes, but what I would need you to do, I really need you to do this. There's somebody out there right now who's hearing us have this discussion, and right. there's something inside of you that they need to hear it because it's going to unlock a door for them, and it, it's going to come through a prayer, and I want you to pray for the people. Well, the prayer that I always start with my morning every day is Baruch Hashem. That means thank God. The prayer is that I'm very thankful to be here to talk to you, and I'm very thankful to be here at this time in history. And that's the same for everybody else. Thankfulness is the most powerful attractant in the universe. You know, it says in the Bible, enter in with, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving praise. So the prayer that I have, I'm not a real big on formal prayers, but my prayer is that uh, you develop a, a spirit of gratitude and let, uh, so, it, so you identify your passion and let divine providence start moving in your direction. That's my prayer. <laughs> wow. That's, again, that's, that's, what people need to hear. They need that, that, that attitude of gratitude, that spirit of, of, of thanksgiving. I mean, that, that changes everything. It, it puts everything in motion. But Ronnie, could you um, let the people know where they can find you and, um, and connect with you? Well, you can go uh, to my website, ronaldwilshire.com. I'd be honored to have you join my Way Cool Friends list so we could start a conversation. And uh, I'll offer anybody listening uh, uh, to us uh, on your show here, Miles, uh, a free uh, uh, 30 minutes or an hour, ever how long it takes. We'll just sit down and talk, and I'll give you some uh, 
concrete things you can do to start uh, building your brand. And uh, as I always say, as we've talked about before, attract and engage is much more powerful than chase and convince. Yes, sir. And uh, there's a lot of really powerful things that I can show people how to do to make that happen, and it really changes the whole way you think about your life and uh, uh, how you make money and how you live your life. Wow. Well, Ronnie, it's been an absolute honor. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. And, again, we look forward to having you back because you always give us a, just great nuggets that we can instantly apply to, to make a, a dynamic impact on our lives. And we thank you. Thank you for well, being you. You're welcome, and uh, ditto, Mr. Miles, and uh, I appreciate it and hope we get to get, do it again soon. Yes, sir. Well, People, this is, again, an absolute honor to have these great guests on here. Um, I want to do something. Before we go, we're getting ready to close the show, but there's a, a dynamic young man on the, on the line right now. I see him. Uh, I want him to come on the show for about uh, two minutes and just give us a, a, a brief uh, synopsis of, of a dynamic event in his life. His name is Mr. J.L. Godfrey. Of course, he's no um, shock, no surprise to his, his audience. So he has something uh, dynamic that he, he released this week, a, a dynamic book, and I want him to, to talk about it for about two minutes. JL, are you there? Hey, how you doing, Miles? Great, great. Uh, tell the people about this, this dynamic book you, you just released this week. Wow, wow. It's, um, we actually went on sale Thursday night, um, and the name of the book is entitled Living an Uncommon Life, and the Five Steps to Go from Good to Great. And really, just a brief synopsis of what the book is about. It gives you, when you hear the title, you think that I'm giving you a strategy to go from middle class to millionaire. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm giving you the strategies to change the way you think. See, poverty is a mindset. It's yes, how sir. we think. And so I, I give you tools to change the way you think. And it's an awesome, awesome book. We've had <laughs> rave reviews, and the book is selling like hotcakes. So I invite your listening audience to go by my website. It's www.jlgodfrey.com. Again, that's www.jlgodfrey.com. And if you purchase the book between today and Monday morning at 6 a.m., 20% of the proceeds are going to the Rescue Mission, res, rescue mission. I'm sorry, in Saginaw, Michigan. It's my hometown. It's a, um, you know, Michigan is having kind of a tough time right now, and I want to take some of the proceeds from my book and invest back into my home community. So I invite you to go by that website again, jlgodfrey.com, for a real small nominal fee of $13.95. You can pick up that book, and I'm telling you, I give you the keys to transform the way you think. If you can transform the way you think, I'm telling you, you are on your way to a great, great place. So it's it's my honor just to be here with you tonight, Miles. Great, yes, great show. Thank uh, you, Ronald was fantastic, and of course the great Miles Miller. You were great as always. And thank God for the, to God the glory. We give God the glory for that. That was this is this is definitely a move of God, not a move of Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Jay, we we thank you. We appreciate you, and we look forward to um, we look forward to doing some more dynamic things with you. Uh, take care, Miles, and thanks again for having me. Not a problem. Well, people, we've uh, come to the point in the show where we, we bring the show to a close, where we, we're not saying goodbye, we're saying we'll see you next week. But before we go, I want to acknowledge a few people who've been uh, really instrumental in uh, the production of my show. Uh, today, without a shadow of a doubt, I uh, thoroughly acknowledge and honor uh, Mr. Ronnie Wilshire. Uh, he he really brought some dynamic dynamic points home. I want to thank uh, Mr. J. L. Godfrey, Ms. Tanoa Bond, Mr. Chris Gloss, 
Miss Tara Hodges of uh, Live Now Radio, uh, Miss April Mason, Miss Karen L. Donald, Melanie, also uh, Pastor Ginaldo Lee, and um, Lady Tiffany Lee, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, and uh, Dr. Beverly Jackson. I just wanted to acknowledge them and let them know that, uh, you know, I appreciate you for everything you, that you've done, that you do, and that you're going to do for me. And vice versa, I, I plan to be a, a major blessing to you as well. Also, to Mr. Greg Harden, to Mr. Kenneth Moody, uh, Mr. Leroy Meadows, and uh, all of my um, all of my my, uh, my business partners um, who hear this, who have heard this show, who have been here, I really appreciate you for your time. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, this has been creating a championship standard living. I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Again, I thank you for also tuning in to the, the fourth quarter comeback shows. We're going to uh, continue that series in uh, into November. Also, I look forward to doing um, Young Ladies Arise Part 2 next week. It's going to be a dynamic show. Don't miss it. Tune in. Tell people about it. It's going to be a great show. Uh, and without a shadow of a doubt, you know my mantra, my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit in your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.